What is up, Level Up Nation, and welcome to the July 11th edition of Level Up Live. This is your home for gaming esports news, and it's brought to you by OTN Media. My name is Fiasco. You can call me John. I am joined, as always, by the king of the courtside, the courtside king, who is celebrating a massive win today, uh, which is why we're coming to you on a Tuesday. This is the weirdest thing ever. We don't think we've ever done a show on a Tuesday, but it's the king of the courtside, the courtside king with a capital K, Joey. What's up, buddy? I'm sure we've done a show on a Tuesday at some point back in the day. I don't day. think so. <laughs> um, well, we'll check the records, but keeping the records straight here, guys, just a heads up, we are not lawyers. Uh, just making that very clear at the top of the episode here. We are diving into some legal stuff here as far as the FTC versus Microsoft case, breaking down that decision, what it means as far as the deal goes, and the future implications of all of this. With that being said, once again, uh, we are not lawyers. Uh, two, another disclaimer, my internet has been a little sus today, so... Uh, if there is some lag out here, podcast listeners, it'll get edited. You won't have to worry about it. But for those live with us here on Twitch, there might be some lags here and there, depending on if Cox Communications gets their stuff together this evening. Uh, on top of that, John, uh, this is, again, it's a little bit legal heavy. So some of this stuff we'll try to skate over and not make too, uh, I guess, drench you in the legalness of it, but kind of just go over implicate implications, rather, uh, what that looks for for both sides involved here, what that looks for for the future of the deal, how this could play out for different sides in the parties involved uh, and all of that goodness. Go over some of the statements said, and then from there, we're going to wrap things up with a good old Xbox Indie Showcase uh, that was today hosted by IGN. John, I think that pretty much goes over our topics. I know I'm a little ahead of schedule. Um, but yeah, as you said, we're recording on a Tuesday. Things are going to be a little different tonight uh, with that in mind. Plus, the MLB All-Star Game is after tonight's show. Uh, and we do want to wrap things up before that as well. Yeah, I mean, that was my biggest complaint about moving to today, Joey. The All-Star Game is on. But you know what? I'm going to let it slide. It is big news today. I'm going to have to skip over notes because like, we're all over the place here. Nation, if you have not done so already, follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at OTN Media uh, and on Threads because we're hip and trendy. That's right, kids. Follow us on Threads also at OTN Media. I believe it's actually OTN underscore Media on Threads um, because so. uh, uh, someone's Mr. squatting Zuck, on our account over there. Yeah, I mean, Mister Zuck's not going to give us the uh, the inactive account uh, OTN Media, but that, that's fine. We'll uh, just pack their account or something we didn't say that it's completely <laughs> fine uh nation make sure you follow courtside king and myself fiasco that's john and joey right there both on twitter and threads shameless plug because not only is the show hip and cool so is joey and i we're hip and cool also uh follow us on threads as well and nation while the live show on twitch is the place to be uh check out the podcast version level up podcast available on your podcatcher of choice just look up level up podcast we are there for you extra credit use that spicy amazon prime sub that twitch prime sub if you will it is amazon prime day for today and tomorrow joey i've already bought way too much stuff oh Um, one thing i don't have to buy is a prime sub to otn because i am spending my prime sub on otn simple as that all right joey we have our topic Pretty much, it's going to be uh, Microsoft beating up on the U.S. government and Sony. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun there. Uh, let's, uh, you know, you know what? What are we drinking for tonight's victory? Uh, tonight's victory lap, Joey. Uh, it's funny, actually. I was thinking I was going to go with a bourbon, and in fact, I just went with water in honor of Pot of Luck. Uh, I know why some are celebrating, others are mourning. So I am going to keep it clean, and I know you're going to carry us through tonight, John, because you did preview what you're drinking for me already. Yeah. Um. So I. I was up in Maryland um, some weeks ago, and uh, I, I'm a big bourbon fan. Uh, fistful of bourbon, uh, simple like that. It's five bourbons blended into a beautiful bouquet of a bottle. Um, I'm trying to throw as many bees in there as I possibly could. <laughs> Rocking the George Mason glass today, so we're going to take a little sip right there. Mm. It tastes like Sony fanboy tears. So good, Joey. Uh, Pot of Luck's not in here, so you can't complain yet. Uh, simple as it. Joey, we have our topics. You have your glass of Sony fanboy tears. I have the alcoholic version of it. We have our topic. Joey, like you said, we're not lawyers. We play one on TV, though. Uh, So let's go ahead and get into gaming and eSports news presented by GamerBytes, bite-sized gaming eSports news delivered weekly directly to your inbox. Sign up today. If you're here in uh, Twitch, check out that spicy link in chat. If you're listening on the podcast version, show notes will have the link for you below. Joey, Let's get into gaming and esports news. Let's go. 
Absolutely, but just before we do, John, I have to ask: Were any of those Prime gaming or any of those Prime deals gaming related? I have not had much of a chance to look today. I know a lot of people have been saying they're picking up Xbox Series S's, the refurbished version that's like a hundred dollars off right now. Um, but I honestly haven't dove much into deals. Are you seeing anything good gaming wise? Uh, I'm gonna be honest; I haven't been looking too much. Uh- <laughs> I have, I have an Amazon Echo I need to replace. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm thinking about upgrading that to the fifth gen dot. Um, because fun fact, uh, having an Amazon Echo in your bathroom is OP. Uh, <laughs> and it's legit. Uh, so it's it, it's fantastic. Uh, I need to replace it. Uh, fun fact, the humidity does not affect it. Just don't put it next to your bathtub. You're completely fine. Uh, but yeah, it's actually really cool. Um, yes, yeah, so are, are actually some really good deals. If you're looking for PC gamers, monitors, gaming monitors, there's some really good deals on 1080 monitors and 2K monitors. Um, I believe there was a 27 inch uh, 2K monitor for like a buck 75, like 175 dollars, um, which is a Ooh. really really good deal for a 27 inch 2K monitor. Uh, it's not going to be the 4K, but let's be real here, games are still not really projected in 2K yet. Oh, probably in 4K. So 2K really is uh, the cream of the crop at the moment for 175 bucks. Damn good deal. Uh, so there's some on there as well. Uh, I know Philly fan Dan uh, mentioned a couple uh, weeks ago he was looking for a uh, treadmill uh, that he can have that doesn't have a console. It's kind of like a flat walking board uh, that he can have next to his desk, mm. which is probably one of the coolest ways to use a standing desk is to have a walking treadmill beneath you as well. I like that. Um, you can get one for like a hundred and like a hundred and fifty, two hundred bucks when they're normally priced at five hundred. Easily stores under your bed or under a sofa, uh, so that's actually really cool as well. And does it just um, link to like an app or a desktop application or something? No, it has a remote. You just hold the remote oh, and just gotcha. turn it on. You can increase the speed, and there's no handrails, so uh, don't run too fast because you have nothing to grab onto. Um, so yeah, cool stuff like that. Uh, no, I need to keep taking a look at there. Uh, the Prime deal is going on through tomorrow as well. And, of course, that's triggered every other retailer in the nation. Uh, I know Target's doing stuff. Walmart's doing stuff. Uh, a lot of other, um, like, I don't know. What are Target and Walmart stores called? Like, they're not like retail? warehouse stores. Like, yeah, yeah, they're retail kind of stores. retail. Um, whatever they are. Like, a lot of those same types of stores that carry a little bit of everything usually have some really cool deals online and in person as well. So definitely take a look at that too. Uh, see if you can find some great gaming deals out there also. Love it. Moving from the price checker over to the gavel. Uh, let's talk about this decision, John. So FTC versus Microsoft, the verdict is in and it has been ruled in favor of Microsoft. Judge Corley gave the decision a very quick turnaround time. Typically to give you guys an idea, turnaround times for cases like this, usually estimate about 40 days. Uh, Judge Corley turned this one around in, I think it was just over a week, maybe just under a week. Uh, So very, very quick turnaround time on here to get everything in. Uh, With that being said, I think she had a little bit of help by how weak the FTC's case was. Uh, They did not do a very good job. Uh, Their economists really fell flat, and I think that on top of itself really helped propel Microsoft's argument forward. Uh, John, I know you got a chance to look at the actual document. I want to say it's like 53 pages or so long, if I remember correctly. Uh, and you were pulling some quotes from that earlier. Uh, anything that stood out to you that you want to mention on tonight's show? Uh, let me put it to you this way. Uh, we have made jokes about how our elected politicians are, for lack of better terms, stupid as hell when it comes to understanding technology. Um, this is a case of a judge who at least uses common sense. Uh, A lot of her arguments that she listed in her ruling are the same arguments anybody with at least five brain cells was able to pull from this argument. Uh, The FTC and Sony, well, honestly, the FTC is Sony 2.0. She mentions multiple times here in her briefing or in her ruling that the FTC's argument is literally everything Sony has an issue with. And Sony hasn't been able to prove their case. And the FTC hasn't been able to prove their case because Sony hasn't been able to prove their case. And one of the most beautiful things listed here is the fact that she shoots down Sony's and FTC's argument that Call of Duty, there's there's sections, literally almost two pages when you add it all up, all on Call of Duty. It's ridiculous how much Call of Duty is revolving this whole case around uh, it, it, it blows my mind. It honestly does blow my mind. 
Sony and the FTC argued, and we mentioned it here multiple times on Level Up, um, that their argument is X, uh, Microsoft is going to make Call of Duty an Xbox exclusive. They're going to put it on Game Pass, and it's not going to be fair. Um, it's not going to be fair to the gamers on PlayStation. It's not going to be fair to the gamers on PC. It's not going to be fair to, to anybody else. Um, but then the judge quickly goes, okay, that argument is invalid because as soon as the deal was launched to acquire, Sony or Microsoft entered into an agreement with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty for t- at least the next 10 years to the Switch and to their cloud gaming system as well, So and other cloud systems also. And they offered the same deal to Sony. So that argument is out the window. Joey, I believe you and I have beat that dead horse multiple, multiple <laughs> times here on Level Up. The judge has seen that dead horse and recognized it as a dead horse and ruled against Sony and the FTC. Uh, you know, there was that. There was arguments about... Um, Oh, Sony is uh, concerned that if Microsoft has control over Activision Blizzard, that there might be like an exclusive Christmas skin that comes out on Xbox only. <laughs> Joey, um, we all know I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Um, and the Avengers game, when that came out, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Spider-Man was only available on PlayStation. If you're an Xbox fan, you could not play Spider-Man. Um, so as a company that has made a living off of exclusive uh, skins and DLC to console only um, gamers, that argument was a joke. And I'm pleased to say the judge recognized it as such and even laughed at the FTC and Sony in that case as well. Um, end all be all, the FTC and Sony did a horrible, horrible job arguing their case is an all a bunch of oh we're scared that this might happen. Is there any is there any evidence that this might happen? No. And then the best one, all the way at the very end, the reason why probably one of the biggest reasons why this came in, and I'll pull it up here on screen for everyone here on Twitch once I get to it. It's towards the end, um, but it's the reason why uh, the idea of this becoming like uh, a monopoly is is not a thing. Uh, let me find it here. It is really good because it made me giggle like crazy when I was reading this at work. <sighs> There's a lot of redactions in here. And she even said she over-redacted uh, this. But both parties are going to get together to hopefully maybe unredact some of this stuff. Because there are pages of nothing but black lines on this thing. Um, Better to over-redact than under-redact, though, as we learned earlier in this case. <laughs> well... If you're going to redact, make sure you redact it to the point that when you scan it into a scanner, you can't see through the black Sharpie. Yeah. Um, it's as simple uh, as that, uh, which really cracked me up. Um, let's see here. So it has to do with the fact that there is a law when it comes to mergers um, that... Joey, I'm going to turn it over to you while I look for here because because this is something I do want to pull up here, but I don't want to just mumble along. Um, what was your – once you were done celebrating and dancing around your <laughs> office today, um, what was your initial take once your uh, euphoria of the win started to come down and you started to get back into your chair from floating around the room? <laughs> Now, I just want to make it clear. Everyone thinks I'm celebrating. I, while I do think the deal should pass, and it has, or it seems to be on the direction to pass, uh, they would not have been my first choice publisher. Uh, I think there are other publishers out there. I think you could honestly buy a few different publishers for half of the price uh, that they ended up spending here on Activision Blizzard. I also think there's other big mobile game publishers out there or were available at certain points. Uh, Zynga went for something around 10 to $11 billion dollars. Much cheaper than what King went for here. Uh, years past, we had Supercell go to Tencent. We've seen a number of big mobile publishers, which Microsoft is touting as one of the big reasons they went for this deal initially anyway. Um, but yeah, overall, I think they're, I think the FTC made this case easier than many expected it to be. I don't think anyone saw the FTC as a big road bump to begin with. Um, but just the way the case went, I think it was a lot easier to overcome them. And while some are surprised that this ruling did go in favor of Microsoft, I think the heavy majority are not all that surprised. I think the more surprising thing is how quickly the CMA turned their argument around. And we'll go into that a little bit later, uh, but they're already in talks now for potential remedies over there as well in the UK. 
Uh, so I, I did find one section that I, I absolutely love, and, and this goes back to the idea that Sony's making an argument that um, Microsoft is going to make like a special Christmas character or whatever in the Xbox version, but not the PlayStation version. Uh, so I'm going to highlight some of this here on you as well. Uh, you know, that was one of the thoughts. Uh, and then the argument was it could be technologically degrading the player's experience on one console versus the other. Uh, again, that is something Sony has made billions of dollars off of doing uh, is by doing exactly that, limiting things exclusively to the PlayStation version of the game. Um, so it's just ironic that Sony is literally arguing against themselves when they themselves have reaped the benefits of over decades worth of exclusivity to PlayStation versions of the game uh, that now all of a sudden, since Call of Duty might be owned by their competitor, they're worried that Call of Duty only is going to have this issue. Um, I don't see any arguments with Fortnite, but we're not going to go there either. Uh, the other one that cracks me up here is the argument that a developer will intentionally make a secondary version of the game that is lesser quality for the other console. Uh, Bobby Kodak is not exactly an outstanding gentleman. Uh, he has a lot of clouds hanging over his head also. Um, but one thing he does know is that the harm that idea would do to a developer of making two different versions of the game, uh, developing a subpar version of the game for one platform over the other, uh, would draw vitriol, vitriol from gamers that would be well-deserved and cause repu repu reputational damage to the company. Um, Joey, last time I checked, and we've talked about it here quite a bit, is a lot of these studios are on strict deadlines to get one version of the game out. Can you imagine if Sony's argument was even feasible that these developers have time to make two versions of the game, one for the studio or, or the company that owns them, that, that's pristine and not full of bugs, versus a secondary version that has a whole bunch of issues and is a negative playing experience. Like, I'm sorry, like, even someone who doesn't know video games can sit there and be like, okay, that's a bunch of BS. Like, the idea that a, that a developer has time to make two versions of that game that are one's great and one is incredibly subpar because you're trying to favor one console over the other, that is just, that might be the next most ridiculous thing next to the special Christmas skin in Call of Duty uh, going to Xbox over PlayStation. Right, and that's the biggest thing. Like, it, the closest thing we have seen is where a publisher would pay a developer not to utilize a certain feature. Maybe uh, it, ray tracing is not a great example, but just for the fact here, let's say one has the ability to ray trace and the other does not. They may say, hey, we'll pay you not to put ray tracing in the game at launch. Done deal. That's about as close as we can get. You're not going to see developers, and so many developers have come out and spoken against Ryan's statements from those emails. It's just you're not going to see people come down and water down their games just to water down the games. They're not going to say, hey, this PlayStation version can do this, so we're just going to take it out over here on the Xbox version. Uh, it's just it's not one of those things that typically comes out in the market. Most of the time, as John said, like developers are just trying to meet deadlines. Uh, if anything, they want extensions to those deadlines. They want to put out games that are in somewhat of a parity state. They're not really trying to make one better than the other or one worse than the other. They're trying to just put out a game that's going to do well, that people can enjoy. Obviously, it's bonus points if it reviews well. But the biggest thing is, one, it sells so they can continue hiring developers and funding projects. Uh, and two, and they're just, they're artists. Game designers are artists. They want people to go out there and experience the stories they curate, to enjoy the art that they create in the game, to walk through the story and experience it the way the developers designed it, as well as to get innovative and design new things themselves as they make their way through the game. And people are just not thinking about, how can I take features away? Ooh, maybe we should make the Xbox players have to double tap to do something here, and the Sony players can only click the cross button once. Uh, it's just, it's <laughs> one of those things that it's like, come on, guys, like, seriously. Uh, and I'm glad we've seen a lot of developers come out, and a number of them from third-party developers. I know EA had a number come out, Take-Two as well, where they're like, guys, this is just not a thing. I don't know what Jim Ryan was thinking saying this. I mean, we could tell you what he was thinking on the show. He's trying to get the deal killed, uh, and he knew it wasn't a thing. Um, with that being said, he said it. People came out and defended it. We know it's not real, and as John just stated here, the judge saw through it as well. And then the next one that cracks me up, right? The argument over the idea of Call of Duty going to Game Pass 
being a bad thing. Uh, the argument is that uh, that uh, it will. Let's see here. Um, See, I'm going to highlight it here. Uh, it's undisputed that the combined firm has significant financial incentives to include Call of Duty in Game Pass. The court accepts the preliminary injunction uh, purposes. Uh, oh, let's, uh, let me skip this part. Um, it's likely Call of Duty will be offered exclusively on Game Pass and not offered on rival uh, subscription services. Uh, let's see. Uh, but the record does not support a finding of a serious question as to whether Call of Duty Game Pass ex exclusivity will result will probably will probably substantially lessen competition in the subscription market service. First, the merger has the pro-competitive effect of expanding access to Call of Duty. Yes, that means more noobs. Adding Call of Duty to Game Pass gives consumers a new, lower-cost way of playing the game. Uh, Playing to play the game day and date, whatever that means, like day one. Um, further, Dr. Carlton explains how adding Call of Duty and Activision uh, and Activision content in general will actually lower the cost for many game consumers and harm none. That was the big argument they even made in England was that uh, it's going to harm the gamers, whether it was cloud gamers or people uh, that don't have the Xbox Game Pass. Like it's going to harm the gamers. It doesn't harm the gamers if you're paying 10 bucks a month and you get access to all of these games that normally would cost you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to invest in games that you may or may not like. Uh, Joey, if there's anything we've seen, there's been indie developers that have made millions and millions of dollars off of putting their game on Game Pass because people are now going to download the game and play it because at the end of the day, it's not a $70 gate that they have to pay to get in to play the game. It's included in their $10 a month subscription. They fall in love with the game. And then what happens when you fall in love with the game? You buy the stupid Funko Pops. You buy the T-shirts. <laughs> you, you download the other crap. You buy the ringtone or whatever else you, you do when you fall in love with the game. Uh, you spend money to it. Like, that's what happens. Game Pass has had that effect. Joey, uh, Onion Boy and, ta and Tax Evasion or whatever it was called. Turnip Boy. <laughs> Turnip Boy. That was a game that I downloaded off of Game Pass. I would have never paid a single penny to play that game. And I played it, you played it, and half of OTN played it. And it was a fun game. And guess what happens? Turnip Boy is now robbing a bank in its sequel game. Like, how epic is that? Like, it's just, like it's stuff like that. It's a good thing. He's we do not endorse these things, just FYI. <laughs> it, it, it's the game. It's all Turnip Boy. We're not saying all turnips uh. rob banks, but if you're going to rob a bank, you're probably a turnip. Um but it's things like this, like every argument Sony and the FTC made, it was easily refuted. It was easy turned aside. I'm like, look, this doesn't make any sense. Like logically, from a business standpoint, why would anyone say this game that is like 70-30 on Sony versus Xbox when it comes to players, why in the world would you say we don't want that 70% income from Sony now that we have Activision Blizzard. That's a stupid business practice. It's a stupid business idea, and it's a great way to lose billions of dollars. It's as simple as that. It doesn't make sense, yet that's the horse they're going to beat. Sony and the FTC. Oh, they're going to make it exclusive. It's going to be console exclusive. Now, if it goes on Game Pass, is that going to be more of an incentive to get Xbox? Yeah, probably. But also, at the end of the day, if you're on PlayStation and you're happy on PlayStation and you've been paying 60 to $70 for Call of Duty every year or every two years whenever it comes out, guess what? It's not going to hurt you because you're still going to be paying 60 to $70 every year or every two years when the new Call of Duty comes out. Nothing changes for you. You just get the benefit of going to Xbox, purchasing a brand new console, buying into their ecosystem, buying into Game Pass, and then you get it and include it in the Game Pass subscription if it goes to Game Pass. Uh, so it's just a really bad argument that the Sony that Sony and the FTC were unable to prove was even feasibly correct, let alone in a business standpoint, a good practice. It just didn't make sense. And I'm glad the judge saw right through it. Yeah. And I think on the Game Pass point as well, I want to say Microsoft has officially offered for Sony to hold it on PS Plus as well. So Sony has the ability now. It's going to cost a pretty penny to do it. Call of Duty makes a lot of money, as John was saying, especially on PlayStation. 
but that option will be there for them to include it on their subscription service as well if they do want the parity from that front. Um, but I think you make a lot of good points, right? Like it's more accessible when you're putting it on content services that are cheaper to buy into versus $70 payments up front. That's much more accessible. When you put it on cloud, it's much more accessible. Uh, when you put it on a different console that might be stronger in some markets like Brazil, for example, it makes it more accessible. So I think the accessibility here, especially on the price point, uh, as well as just the ability to buy in, uh, again, it kind of falls into price as well, but also connectivity with cloud uh, also opens up another door there. On top of that, Microsoft does have some money, as we all know, uh, they just spent a ton of it. They do have the ability to kind of give these developers a little bit more time too. Now, do we still have Call of Duty yearly releases? It's very possible. Do we eventually see it move to, I don't know, 15 months to 24 month releases? It's possible. Uh, I remember when I was playing Call of Duty quite a bit, um, and even on a competitive level, there was definitely more space between the releases, and it felt like games had a little bit more time to breathe. Uh, one, the developers had a bit more time to get them going together, um, but two, in today's day and age, I feel like these games are becoming more and more demanding, and the developer is getting more and more demanded from them as a result. Now, I'm not saying we have to move to a straight two-year Call of Duty deal, um, but maybe we do eventually see it edged out a little bit, where it's not every 12 months we get a new game. We give that game a little bit more time to breathe, a little bit more time uh, in this live service era as well, potentially. Maybe there's more stuff to carry over from game to game, where you have kind of this like rotating profile where... If John goes out and does extremely well in Modern Warfare 2, he doesn't just lose everything in 15 months or 12 months or whatever it ends up being. Maybe he can carry something over. You get a new skin in the next game. You get some bonus points. Uh, you get something. Maybe you get this cool little Call of Duty dog tag that carries with you as like a universal dog tag. I don't know what it may be, um, but I think this possibly gives more room for developers to breathe, to think of cool things like that, to maybe breathe the game out a little bit more to kind of give us some more epicness in these campaigns flushed out multiplayer, whatever it may be, uh, because one of the big complaints about Call of Duty lately is it just feels copied, it feels rushed out, uh, it doesn't feel like it is really building on itself very much, and it's kind of falling in to that same thing we critique like EA for with uh, previously FIFA, now EA Sports FC, um, but a lot of those sports games that almost feel copy and paste minus some roster changes, maybe they add a mode, maybe they add a little polish here and there, but more or less it's copy and pasted. So I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I think it does open the door for maybe some more creativity and some more chance taking on the side of Call of Duty as well. So then, Joey, the next part I want to bring up here is on page 49 of this fantastic legal document. Wow, you have really dove in hard to this thing. <laughs> Bro, I kid you not. I had some time today. Um, the cloud streaming market. I would like to copy and paste and send this to our good friends, the Redcoats, over in England and the oh, CMA. Lord. Uh, because uh, this just those poor 5,000 gamers uh, that are going to be absolutely uh, destroyed by this merger. The FTC and Sony have failed to show a likeliness of success on its claim that the merger will probably lessen competition in the cloud gaming market because the combined firm will foreclose Activision's content, including Call of Duty, because at the end of the day, Call of, Call of Duty is the sexy term in this entire document. In all 50-plus pages, if you say Call of Duty, take a shot. Simple as that. From cloud gaming competitors, this argument is foreclosed by Microsoft's post-FTC complaint uh, agreements with five cloud streaming providers. Before the merger, there is no access to Activision's content on, the cloud, on cloud streaming services. After the merger, several of Microsoft's cloud streaming competitors will, for the first time, have access to this content. That is line 7 through 14. Joey, copy, paste, put that ish in an email, send it to the CMA, and tell them to sit their tea-sipping booties down wow. and approve this damn deal so it can go through. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I. so what we know with the CMA, and we can kind of roll into that a little bit here. We can keep going into your document, John, if you'd like to. Uh, you've done a very good job breaking this down so far. Uh, but with the CMA, we now know that Microsoft and the CMA have come together. They've made a joint statement to say that they're going to stay their trial with the tribunal over there in the UK. Uh, the tribunal is pretty much where all appeals go first if a CMA decision is appealed, which we did see Microsoft and Activision appeal back in May. That has now moved on to this trial, which was scheduled for late July and has now stayed. 
or paused, as we say over here, uh, more regularly. Uh, so it might happen. It might not. At least for now, it does not look like it's moving forward. And from what we're hearing, and I believe CNBC has already reported on it, uh, there is supposedly some kind of deal being made. Uh, with some kind of minor changes going on from what was initially offered to further meet CMA's needs when it comes to the cloud gaming side of things. Uh, as John, he just said, there's quite a bit to dive into with cloud in this document. Um, but more or less, I think it's kind of gives us two options, right? It's either Microsoft says, hey, we will not include Activision Blizzard games on xCloud over in the UK. That would meet the demand. Uh, if they really want to meet the demand to an even higher level, they can say, hey, look, we barely have anyone playing games on cloud over there. It's like, what, 5,000 gamers? They could 5, say, 000. hey, we're going to pull xCloud altogether. We will give all of our competitors over there the games from Activision Blizzard, but we won't even publish any on the cloud ourselves. So I think those are the two options. Pull xCloud completely or just pull Activision Blizzard games off the xCloud version of cloud gaming. I think either of those should satisfy the CMA needs. Then they can come out and say, hey, we strong armed them. We got a win out of this Microsoft deal. The deal is still passing, but they had to get through our barrier to do it. And then it's kind of like a little light win for the CMA, but they're also not completely made fun of on the world stage anymore. And then Microsoft can still move forward with the deal. That's what I think ends up being one of those deals. With that being said, and it's the same argument against the FTC, these organizations are supposed to protect the rights of their citizens. Losing abilities to get games on easier, cheaper services does not quite qualify for that, in my humble opinion. Joey, I could... I'm going to read this document again tonight when I go to bed. I'm going to read it in bed because uh, <laughs> it, it is that good. Uh, Joey, I, I absolutely love her conclusion uh, because uh, this is the kind of woman I like. Straight to the point, doesn't cut around the, the, the corners, just goes, just goes straight for the dagger. Microsoft's acquisition of Activision has been described as the largest in tech history. Confirmed. It deserves scrutiny. That scrutiny has paid off. Microsoft has committed. And Joey, we've said this before our, our friendly friend, the judge over here, put this in her ruling. Microsoft has committed in writing, in public and in court, to keep Call of Duty, take a shot, on PlayStation for 10 years on parity with Xbox. It made an agreement with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty, take a shot, to Switch. And it entered into several agreements for the first time to bring Activision content to several cloud gaming services. I don't know what else needs to be said. Every horrible argument the FTC pulled out of Sony's back pocket and presented on their behalf was seen through by a judge that, listening to some of those recordings and reading those reports, really has no clue about video games at all, was able to put all of this together based upon those days and weeks and months of paperwork and arguments and interviews and depositions and all that other funness that legal people just get so tickled pink over. Uh, she was able to see through all of it and come to this conclusion. The same conclusion, Joey, that you and I have been arguing for months on this very damn podcast. <laughs> they could have just handed this to us and we could have saved the taxpayers millions of dollars by doing this for her. Simple as that. At the end of the day, this is the correct ruling. It's not going to harm anybody. If you're a Sony PlayStation fanboy, this is not going to harm you. You're still going to have Call of Duty. Take a shot. If you're on Xbox, God forbid Call of Duty comes to the Xbox Game Pass. Congratulations. That's another $60 a year you get to save because it's in Game Pass. Thank you. Hooray. Huzzah. Uh, the idea that developers have time to make two versions of a game for two different consoles is probably one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Um, so, so Sony and the FTC, uh, the fact that you guys even uh, thought that is a good argument. Um, Joey, even in our professional lives, do you have enough time uh, to say, you know, okay, we're going to have, we're going we're gonna to create two programs. Program at site A is going to be top notch. Chef kiss. Oh, so good. But program at site B, 
Oh, we're going to dumb it down a little bit. We're, we're, we're going to use some of that Flint, Michigan water here oh. uh, to, to, to kind of to kind of cool things off here a little bit. But it's going to be the same thing. We're going to pass it as the same thing. No, you don't have time for that. Joey, I can't sit here and go over my financial documents with two different clients and be like, you know what? You guys both qualify for the exact same thing. I'm going to put all my time and effort into client A because their money smells nicer. And client B, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and pour some Flint, Michigan water on this for you also and just go from there and just dumb your document down a little bit and give you a a different interest rate for the same damn thing. No, it doesn't work that way. That's twice the effort for two different products. It makes no sense. It goes against everything a developer goes for when they go for creating a AAA title game that's going to be selling millions of copies worldwide, that's going to be making billions of dollars. It makes no sense. That argument quite possibly the dumbest thing I have heard since Kofefe. Okay, now grab another glass of that Flint, Michigan water because we do have a question coming in from chat. Uh, I think we've tossed around a little bit on Discord before, but to get your thoughts here live on the show, uh, Pot of Luck in chat wants to know what happens after the 10 years. We've seen a lot of these deals with the cloud competitors, with Nintendo, uh, the one that has been offered to PlayStation. I don't know if it's been signed yet, but I assume at some point it or a general version of it will be signed. They all say 10 years. Call of Duty will remain in parity on these consoles for 10 years. What happens after that 10 years if you're Microsoft? So after 10 years, guess what? It's going to be a new era of consoles. You're going to get a new console after 10 years. This generation of console has been out for, what, two, three years now? Um, in 10 years from now, there will be a new Xbox. There will be a new PlayStation. That's something that's come out in these arguments also. Um, the next generation of console most likely will be out. On top of that, this goes back to the argument. Why in the world would Microsoft, the potential owners of Activision Blizzard, the developers of Call of Duty, where uh, is it 70, 30 or is it actually 60, 40 when it comes to the player base? I think 70% is PlayStation, if I remember correctly for Call of Duty. 70% of your gamers are on the Sony PlayStation ecosystem. Why, as a developer, are you going to sit here and say, you know what, that 70% money, I don't want. That does not make sense. Uh, the, the 10-year deal most likely will be renewed in perpetuity going forward. Uh, it just From a business standpoint, it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Just like I would love to see the numbers of people who buy a specific console for just one game or for one perk of a version of a game like Avengers and Spider-Man only being available on PlayStation where Spider-Man is not available on Xbox. How many people sit here and go, you know what, I have $500 I want to spend on the next-gen console. I really like me some Spider-Man. And I really like me that Avengers game, and I really want to play Spider-Man in Avengers. Because Spider-Man is on Avengers, and that's the only game I want to play, I'm going to drop 500 bucks on this console because I want to play Spider-Man in Avengers. You know, are there people that do it? Probably. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're stupid for doing that. Probably not a good overall buy, $500 for Spider-Man, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't buy that argument. Uh, You buy into a console and that ecosystem because of the games in that ecosystem. Call of Duty is not going to be pulled from Sony. Period. End of story. And if it does, you know what? If Microsoft does end up pulling it, which I think would be one of the dumbest moves in business of all time, then Microsoft deserves every iota of scrutiny they would get. And the 70% of, of players that play that game, that buy that game, that buy the DLCs and all the other crap that comes in that game, they deserve to forfeit every single penny of that profit that they would get. It makes no sense. If you're a Sony fanboy out there and you are terrified you're going to lose Call of Duty, you are worrying about probably something that will never, ever, ever, ever happen. And if it does happen, I guarantee you, Joey and I will be one of the first people to go after Microsoft here on Level Up and on social media because it is that dumb of a business move. It makes no sense. 
Yeah, I mean, guys, look at it this way, right? So let's just assume for the fake for the case here, and we're not 100% sure what the plans are, but I would assume there's a possibility that the new Call of Duty titles, when they're allowed to, I think is like 2025, would go directly to Game Pass. If Microsoft does that, they lose out on a ton of revenue on Xbox consoles. Now, how do they fund that revenue? From those PlayStation players. Because the PlayStation players are still buying into the game at full price. Or if PlayStation says, hey, we'll take you up on your offer, we'll put Call of Duty on PS Plus, then PlayStation is fronting that money as well. So they're not losing as much as they would had they pulled it off the platform and put it on Game Pass. So that's going to allow them to bring more money. And then you have the microtransaction side. Where does COD, where does Fortnite, where do a lot of these games make most of their money from? It's actually not the upfront. It's what people spend on those crazy skins in game. You want that available? More platforms. Hell, if I'm Nintendo, or if I'm Microsoft rather, I put that on Nintendo, I put that on PlayStation, I put it on Sega Genesis, wherever is available, I try to put these things with microtransactions. There's a reason EA is looking at possibly putting games like FIFA and Madden on Game Pass and PS Plus. And they've seen how well MLB The Show does. The MLB kind of forced Sony's hand a little bit, and I don't think Sony regrets it at this point because, yes, it is available on a rival console, and that sucks, but PlayStation players still get the game. They could throw it in PS Plus if they wanted to, and they are making buku dollars in San Diego studio off of microtransactions. Have you guys seen John's Diamond Dynasty team? Yo, timeout. <laughs> some microtransactions. That's, that's not cool. You can't do that. That is a low blow, sir. I'm going to start calling you the FTC. I'm just saying a lot of these games in the live service era are built off microtransactions. Microsoft is going to put it on there to help fund the game. But the biggest reason of all of it is to get those microtransactions. If there's other multiplayer games that come, uh, like the Crash Bandicoot 1, Team Rumble, or whatever it was called that recently released, you're going to probably throw that on PlayStation and Nintendo as well. It's going to be those single-player games that we might eventually see pulled. Uh, if there's a new Spyro game that comes out, maybe it doesn't land on PlayStation. Uh, Crash Bandicoot single-player, maybe you put it on PlayStation because there's history there. Maybe you don't. I, I can't really speak for those decisions now, and I think we'll get a little bit more clarity on that uh, once we see what they do with Elder Scrolls, which we now legally know that they don't know what they're going to do with Elder Scrolls because there's internal documents with them still discussing if it's going to be on Xbox or PlayStation or both or what it's going to end up being doing. Uh, same thing with Fallout, probably because those are franchises that like Potluck and others in the OTN community have said before, they have some ties. While their ties are deeper with Xbox, they've been around the PlayStation audience for a while, so maybe you just continue them to allow to be there as well. You allow those fans that have been around for a while, yes, they can buy into Xbox, yes, they can play through cloud or PC, but maybe they can play on PlayStation as well, and that seems like it's still a possibility. Uh, with that being said, anything multiplayer, and hell, guys, I would do this with Halo. Uh, I would do this with as big a multiplayer games as you want to go. Now, Halo's maybe not the biggest at this point. Uh, in name, at one point, it was big, um, but I would throw all those exclusive multiplayer games on all the platforms, buy into the microtransactions, buy into the player base. You have more players playing, which keeps more players engaged, which has more players spending money. It's just basic economics at that point. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening. Again, we can't really make all these decisions, but I do feel like John said in perpetuity, we're going to see these 10-year deals renewed. Now, will Sony have to pay a pretty penny for it? That's a possibility. Um, but Sony has already charged people for silly things like crossplay before. Right. <laughs> uh, so I feel like they kind of have it coming, not to mention someone's going to have to pay for all these freaking court fees that have been involved in this whole thing uh, that Sony has kind of led the charge on alongside the CMA and FTC. Uh, so we'll see what ends up happening on that front. But I, I think if you're a PlayStation gamer, there's nothing to fear about losing Call of Duty, even in 10 years, even in 20 years. Uh, I would be absolutely stunned if it got pulled. And like John said, this is something we would rebel against. Uh, we've argued against decisions from PlayStation and Microsoft plenty of times before uh, on social media, on the podcast, and many different platforms. Uh, I've reached out to representatives of both before to give my insights. I also reach out to my ISP provider quite often, as you guys know, if you watch here on Twitch, uh, about my thoughts on their upload speeds. <laughs> um, we are not afraid to speak our mind. Uh, so with that being said, I, yeah, I don't really think there's too much to be worried about. Um, I think the bigger worry, and you could, some people will blame Microsoft with buying Bethesda. I think others can argue that you can blame Sony because Sony kind of forced Microsoft's hand to either spend a lot of money on exclusivity deals or buy a publisher completely. Others will blame Tencent because they're putting prick and pressure everywhere on the market. Um, but I do think we will see more acquisitions. What that looks like, I don't really know. I think some big players like EA could be involved. 
Uh, to some degree, we know EA was in talks with Activision Blizzard about a merger. We know they were in talks with Microsoft about buying them out at one point prior to this recent merger. Uh, we know EA has... Um, I can't remember the other one off the top of my head, but I posted in Discord earlier. Um, but they're definitely involved in multiple merger talks and acquisition talks. So they'll probably get involved. We know Netflix is investing into gaming. God. Our good friends over at Tencent are obviously investing everywhere. Uh, the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund is also sketchily getting involved in gaming and esports just about freaking everywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of them out there, right? And Amazon is the other one, the big sleeping giant in the room who has just decided to fund a few, like, Asian MMO games and bring them for Western releases and launch Amazon Luna. They really haven't done too much yet. Uh, they bought the James Bond IP. Some believe they bought the Tomb Raider IP now. Uh, we really don't quite know what Amazon is doing, and they could easily swoop in and buy an EA, buy a Take-Two. Um, so I think this is just a... I don't want to say a new landscape as we've always kind of had acquisitions. And yes, Microsoft does open the door a little bit wider opening these publisher acquisitions. But at the same point, I do think they kind of give a shot of warning to some of these people. If Amazon wants to come and buy an EA, it might not be an easy stroll through the park as we've seen here uh, with some of these regulatory bodies really holding the fire to Microsoft. Now, again, Microsoft already involved in the industry. Amazon, not quite as much, uh, but Amazon's freaking giant. They already own a number of industries to some would argue a monopoly status in some of them. Uh, I think it does open the door for acquisitions, but it is also a warning shot to some degree how big you want to go and how much you really want to fund toward those. Uh, Joey, I, I feel like we're, we're wrapping up on this topic here, but there, there's, there's three points. Let's do it. I want to hit real quick. Number one, shout out to MLB The Show. You made this document multiple times. Um, as a proud owner and player of MLB The Show, uh, since the first edition of MLB The Show, I, I'm very proud that your name got thrown into this. Uh, that, that's great publicity. Um, for uh for mlb the show definitely played uh dylan cruz welcome to dc simple as that uh two joey um this is where i am going to call the judge a boomer activision does not make overwatch or world of warcraft that is the blizzard side of the company which is why it is called activision blizzard i am going to be nitpicky here i do not care okay it's the same company what do not <laughs> lump in look there's reason it's a hyphenated company it's activision hyphen blizzard simple as that i do do not say activision makes okay Overwatch. is it worse than the ftc saying that elder scrolls games are the same as call of duty it's not as bad <laughs> as that it's not as bad as that um number three joey uh page two section a under console gaming um this has me worried uh we get one sentence Video game consoles are consumer devices designed for and whose primary use is to play video games. Okay. Oh, that's okay. sketch as hell. We got all right. <laughs> and then we have a page and a half of redactions and ends with while consoles were once the predominant form of home gaming, they are now they now represent a smaller share of video game revenue than either mobile or PC. What ha was redacted in the definition of console gaming? Like, what What could... That first sentence literally sums it up. What else could be in there? That makes no sense to me. What, what else did they define console gaming as? If it's not a consumer device designed for whose primary use is to, and I quote play video games yeah i understand there's like multimedia stuff on there you can watch your netflix if you no longer can bum yours off of your friends and or family that live in another state i understand that you can watch yourself some hulu some disney plus and all that other fun garbage you can watch twitch hell you can watch level up live on there if you really wanted to shameless plug don't care um what else is redacted in this section that is so like important to the secrecy of sony and microsoft that it had to be redacted of what they see a console game a gaming console is like it just blows my mind i mean that is kind of like <laughs> facebook levels of sketch right there i'm not gonna thank lie. you like, th like that that makes me nervous like what is behind those but i'm gonna run this through a xerox copier tomorrow <laughs> joe i'm gonna see if i can see the, the the fine print underneath is what i'm gonna do uh. <laughs> Uh, did you have one final thing that you wanted to mention there? That was all three. Okay, that was three. Okay, perfect. Yeah.
<laughs> yeah, so I mean, if you guys want to read the document like John, uh, we can throw that in the show notes as well. I believe I posted on Discord. Can pin it on there too. It's 53 pages long. Uh, as John said, it can make some light bedtime reading, um, it's but so good. it can also it's so good. Uh, be quite interesting. And again, as John said, I think the judge brought a great level of both professionalism, but also sarcasm to the table. Uh, she was not afraid to poke holes into both sides' arguments regularly. Yes. Uh, if Microsoft misstepped, she would go right at them. If the FTC misstepped, she would go right at them. And, and I love at certain points, like going in, she was not a gamer, but you could tell she kind of learned throughout the whole proceedings. Like this is how certain things work. This is how certain games compare to others. Uh, she did not count the computer gaming industry in the full gaming industry with consoles. Uh, so that is a big point that she took away, and I believe that was against one of the things Microsoft was arguing. Uh, Microsoft saying that PCs should be included, and she decided to rule against that. On the opposing side, uh, the FTC and Sony were saying that Nintendo should not be included in the console market. The judge said it should be included, but it is not in the high-end gaming market. Uh, so she did kind of define that a little bit more. So those are things to keep in mind as far as precedents go, as we do see possible acquisitions down the road. Uh, speaking of acquisitions, as we kind of come toward the close of this FTC case version of the show here. Um, some more acquisitions. I think Sony is probably next on the radar. Now that this deal is closed, um, there has been rumors around there that Microsoft was looking at picking up a few individual developers, that Sony was looking at a few developers themselves. Uh, I think if Sony moves for a publisher, this is a good time to move for Square Enix if they really want to tie that knot. Uh, something similar to kind of why we saw Microsoft buy Bethesda they were going to spend a ton of money in deals to kind of keep Sony from keeping stuff like Starfield off of Xbox consoles. Sony is already paying big money for deals to keep Final Fantasy off Xbox. It just seems to go hand in hand. That relationship has obviously improved between those two quite a bit. And it might be worth tying the knot there to save Sony some money on marketing deals. Yes, they do have to pay for those employees. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, but overall, with so many deals already being made with so much money already being spent it almost feels like it might be a better investment just to buy out square enix at this point uh so i could see sony making that move for a publisher if they want to uh, on top of that they have some other good deals out there uh ember lab is another one that made kennebridge of spirits uh, that's a game that still has not come to xbox and sony did pay for exclusivity on that uh, there's some rumors that they might be buying up that studio uh, with this deal going through, we could also see Sony look a little bit more into some FPS or third-person shooter games. Uh, we know they've had some legendary ones in the past, SOCOM being one of them, Killzone another one, uh, Resistance was another popular shooter IP from them. If they do for some reason think Microsoft might pull Call of Duty, which according to emails from Jim Ryan, they don't, uh, there is a possibility we see them invest more in those shooter titles to kind of give themselves a little bit more up and leg up on that competition per se. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a new SOCOM, wouldn't be surprised if we do see a Killzone revival at some point as well. Because even if they do keep getting Call of Duty, uh, it still doesn't hurt to invest a little bit more into that competitive multiplayer side of things. And we see them kind of shifting a little bit with live service games now uh, with quite a few of those in the works. It wouldn't hurt to add a good, solid multiplayer into that arsenal as well, uh, outside of just these extraction shooters and Battle Royale titles. So we'll see what they do there, but I think Square Enix is definitely on the board as well as some individual studios. Uh, Microsoft, I think IO Interactive is high on their list, especially if Project Dragon comes out and does well, uh, kind of like an action RPG in the style of Diablo. Um, there's a few other companies that Microsoft listed. We saw that they had 100 acquisition targets that leaked out in what was supposed to be a redacted target a redacted document rather uh, that was from 2021. So some things have changed since then and they just spent a ton of money. So they're not going to be able to afford all these things, especially with that regulatory pressure on their back. Um, but I do think we see them pick up some individual studios and maybe another small publisher like a Paradox Interactive or maybe a Sega down the road as well. Uh, and then the big ones, John, and I'm curious to see who you think they might go for. The Tencents, the Amazons, the EA could be a target or could be an acquirer. Netflix and the Saudi Arabia Public Fund, I feel like Ubisoft's a potential target. You have EA as a potential target, Take-Two Interactive, some of these smaller ones like an Ubisoft, like a Capcom. Do you think we see any of these fly off the board in the years to come, or do you think it's going to settle down for a little bit first? I, I think EA is going to be a big one that goes. I, I think the fact that EA makes some pretty big titles, FIFA being, well, EA Sports FC, it's going to be so weird. Um, is is a big one. Uh, the fact that college football is coming back, Madden's a big one. 
uh, they have a, a pretty good grasp on sports uh, video games. I, I think that is going to be one that's going to be very competitive. And EA is open to being acquired also. I mean, the heck, they, they even really changed their name and kind of just kind of changed their swagger in, in the developer world. So I'm kind of interested to see what happens uh, with EA. But I do think uh, that one is going to be the next one. And I think that's a key, right? Like, John, they ended up splitting the company. And if you guys, I think we mentioned on Level Up before, we definitely mentioned on Discord.me forward slash OTN. Um, but they did split. So they have the sports brand, which yep. is EA Sports. And then they split the other side, which was, I think it was originally EA Games. And then that split into EA Entertainment. So maybe that opens them up for them to do more movie development. Maybe it makes them easier to acquire. Uh, it could kind of go either way, depending on what that ends up looking like down the road. Uh, with someone like Netflix looking to get into games and already in the entertainment, Netflix could be a potential partner there. Take-Two, a little bit smaller than EA. But again, both companies around the same general size. Again, EA is a little bit bigger. Uh, it feels like Take-Two would be a good merger situation for those two to kind of pair up. Uh, but they could just say third party and they could do extremely well third party or they could become a monster third party with a merger here. Um, but we'll have to keep an eye on them because I definitely think them and take two are probably the next two big targets out there if they are moved. Smaller stuff like Capcom, Bandai, uh, Square Enix, Ubisoft, all potential targets as well, uh, especially if Amazon decides to get serious about the industry, as does Netflix. Um, I still do not have a ton of faith in Netflix gaming, but we'll see how that continues to develop as well. I'm sorry, it's properly pronounced. I do not have much faith in Netflix, period. <laughs> period. It's as simple as that. You just put the period there. Hey, we got to go to gaming, just period. Yeah, it is. It is quite interesting. Okay, John, roundhouse follow-up. Just a very quick rundown here. We did have the ID at Xbox Summer Indie Games Showcase today, kind of Xbox Summer Showcase Part 3. Uh, IGN ended up hosting this time instead of the usual partnership with Twitch. Uh, so a little bit of a change-up this year, and I think it was a little too ad-heavy on the IGN side for my humble liking. Uh, with that being said, I think the show flowed well outside of the ads, and I think they... Did a pretty good job getting a good quality of indie titles. John, if you want to pull it up on stream here, I don't know if you have the ability to. Uh, tell that... me what to do. Oh, you are so on top of your game. Look at that. Beautiful. Uh, there's quite a few games in here, and you like to touch on art quite a bit. I think some of these will <laughs> definitely hit that art vibe style. Uh, we just kind of get screenshots in this article. Unfortunately, not too big of stuff. Uh, Myth Force is one toward the bottom that I'm pretty excited about. It's a roguelike adventure featuring four-player co-op. Uh, online, set in an ever-changing cursed lands of Eldrith. Assemble your team and gather your arms for many perilous foes await you. Will you stand victorious by the power of teamwork? Uh, I definitely think this will be a fun one to maybe in, uh, coerce John into playing with me at some point. Uh, the art style is really cool. Unfortunately, this graphic does not really show off the art style at all, um, but it does have some kind of cool looks to it as well. Um, Scarlet Deer Inn was one we've talked oh, about whoa, on the whoa, podcast whoa, whoa, before. Whoa, 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 oh, yeah, you want to go Myth Force? Yeah, please, please. Whoa. Joey, I hope you're getting royalties for them using your picture on a throne. Here. Oh my gosh! Like, I just really hope you're getting royalties for this. I mean, I mean, ah. look, I mean, that's probably one of the better pictures you've ever taken. Like, if they're going to use that in their IP, like, I hope you're getting royalties. I, I don't even that. think I have a bottom skull in that image there, or a bottom uh, jawbone. You know what? No, no bottom jaw means no puns, and I'm okay with that. Oh, very funny, very funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, Smith Forest, guys, check it out. There's a good trailer that shows off the art style. Love the art style. Uh, another cool one of the art style is a little bit lower in this article, Scarlet Deer Inn. Uh, this is one John and I have talked about before. It's actually all cross-stitched. So everything in this game was cross-stitched and then translated over and programmed into the game. So really, really cool art style. You can kind of see it a little bit there with the main character's uniform or outfit, I guess, rather. Uh, really, really cool stuff there. Uh, John, I'm just going to mention a couple others that interest me, and then I'll swip it over to you. Sea of Stars was a game I port-begged for very hard, and it is now coming to Xbox, and it is coming to Game Pass. Uh, so very happy about that. It will also be coming to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation, and PC. Uh, kind of a retro, uh, I'm trying to think of a game that's like it, a little bit of certain Final Fantasy games, like Final Fantasy Tactics to some degree, uh, a little bit more like older Dragon Quest games, but definitely worth looking into if you're into that style. Uh, second wave uh this game is one uh i wish there was gameplay here john if you can find a quick trailer this one is worth showing before we wrap up uh this game is literally a overwatch clone with genshin impact art like this has got to be set up for a lawsuit i just don't see how they get away with not having one it is literally overwatch the same game modes the same character styles the same objectives it just 
It feels literally like Overwatch with Genshin art styles. Uh, John did find a trailer here for those live with Twitch. Uh, John, I'm curious how you react because I just see Overwatch written all over this thing. Oh, wow. You're not kidding. It's legitimately Overwatch. The hero abilities look the same. The capture points look the same. The score ticker looks the same. The weapons look the same. Like, the layout is, looks the same. It's legit. It has to be in lawsuit territory. Oh, look, it's Doomfist. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a big bull. It's a big buff dude with with gauntlets on his fists. I mean, this is so copy my homework, oh, but look, change a couple things. There, there's Reaper. Look at right there. That's Reaper. He's got a shotgun and a trench coat. That's Reaper to a T. And they have Brigida in there practically. Like, it's literally Overwatch with Genshin Impact art. I just, I can't get over that. Uh, so this will be an interesting one to watch. Uh, I feel like it's ironic oh, it's that it was in the Xbox showcase because now Xbox is going to own Overwatch, so they could be the one with the lawsuit. Um, They're going to sue themselves. I, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, what is this? Like, uh, I just, I, yeah, I don't know on this one. Um, but there are a lot of cool games being shown here, John. I don't know if any others caught your eye as we kind of scrolled through this article. Uh, for those on Xbox, there are about forty plus demos available on the Xbox store. If you guys want to go check those out, I think they're going to be up there for about a week, um, but you can download those, try a few of these games. The demos are going to vary in length. Uh, some are kind of like early access gameplay. Others are like full on demos of, hey, play this chapter. Um, but overall, definitely worth trying some of those out if you're interested in any of these. Um, John, before we wrap up, any other games that stood out to you here on our quick scroll? Yo, I did not watch this, but I cannot get over a second wave and like how much <laughs> that is like a straight up Hey, bro, let me copy your homework real quick so we both get it's credit. It's so bad. Like it's, like, it's not even close. Like, you should at least change the icons up. Like, sure, you can use the same game modes. That's reasonable. But the characters are very similar. The icons, you, the weapons. Like You gave Stray Soul a picture of you waking up in the morning, the too, for, for the cover art? Souls. Nuh-uh. That's, that's a pot of luck game right there. That, that is literally um, Joey in the morning Panic and Pat game. Some of our horror fan games. No, 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 no. Not for oh, me. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's Stumble Guys? I, that's probably a fall. <laughs> hold on a one, second. Hold that's on. That's probably a hold fall, <laughs> fall Guys blown. <laughs> we're, uh, we're checking this out. Stumble Guys real quick. This guy, hold up, Stumble Guys. Oh, yeah, Pot of Luck in chat. Stumble Guys is a Fall Guys mobile copy. There you go. Indie developers really getting fresh for some of these ideas here today. Yo, it's not even, it's literally another copy and paste BS. Yeah, like, what is up with that? This is wild. Yeah, it's a little crazy. So there are some very cool, unique games in there, but some of these definitely need to copy the homework and change a few things up next time yo like at least put your own name on the damn thing like look at this oh so maybe this is on other platform well obviously mobile we oh, had chat also, tell us that I mean, there's some shooting stuff there too yeah it's literally fall guys okay fall guys doesn't have shooting that's a little different Barely, but yeah, a lot of this looks very Fall Guys clony. Joey, if I was to change my in-game name to to Courtside Queen, I was gonna say, where are you going with that? Like, <laughs> it's still copy and paste. Like, I don't know, fiasco with an F. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you spell it correctly? <laughs> Vampire Survivors, guys, that might be a future stream. John and I on a couch. That would be very entertaining. Uh, uh, excuse <laughs> me? You and I on a couch? Um, I mean, 20 bucks is 20 bucks, but, you know, I just, no. Hey. I just, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I think that one, IGN was playing a little bit of it with four-player co-op, and if someone dies or is in a different part of the screen, the screen will not move anymore. And it is so movement-based in that game to kind of keep shifting around. So playing co-op can really make it difficult. Uh, and you can really screw your teammates over. So I think that one could be quite entertaining for a future stream at some point with John and Joy, I and maybe some Joy others like Panicking Pat. Yeah, good times, good times. But that brings us to 8 o'clock, guys. Thanks again. We did have to switch up the show tonight, moving from Thursday at 8 p.m. to Tuesday at 7 p.m. to cover that big breaking news of the FTC Microsoft ruling with the judge, Judge Corley, ruling in favor of Microsoft. Now, again, there are some leaps and bounds still to cover. The CMA decision is still coming. Supposedly, negotiations are moving forward. And if everything continues, the FTC has a chance to appeal on Friday. 
if they choose not to appeal, or maybe even if they do, Microsoft could move forward with closing this deal. They're looking to close it by July 18th to keep that deadline ahead and to not owe Activision Blizzard $3 billion. Uh, then again, if it's a little bit after and negotiations happens, who knows? But yes, we are aiming for that. John, go ahead and take us into that closing as I was a little long-winded here. But thanks again, guys, for hopping on. Again, different night, different time, but you're still here once again. All right, Nation, that is going to do it for tonight's weird Tuesday night edition of Level Up Live. But before you go, make sure you follow the show on Twitch to catch the next episode of Level Up Live. If you listen to the podcast version of our show, check out Level Up Live on your podcatcher of choice. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Twitch, not Twitch, Stitch, Twi- Stitcher, Stitcher while they're still around, and Google Play. Leave <laughs> us a review. We would love to hear from you. In fact, we love to hear from our community so much. Joey, I'm throwing it over to you because I'm a hot mess. Where can the community go to reach out to us? Absolutely, guys. You can still find us on the Bird app as well as Facebook at OTN Media. On top of that, you can find us at Insta and over on uh, wow, I just forgot the name. What's the name of it? Threads. Threads. I was about to say Stitch. Threads. Stitcher really threw me off tonight. Uh, we're on Instagram and Threads as well at OTN underscore media. Last but not least, hit us up with a follow, maybe even a Twitch Prime sub over here on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash OTN media. Uh, usually, again, this show Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time, as well as some other shows throughout the week. On top of that, Twitch subs, we're adding a new section on Discord as well as some new perks over there. More to come on that in the week ahead. All right. Well, pending anything crazy happening, we'll see you on Thursday, July 20th uh, for our next episode of Level Up Live. Do your ears and eyes a favor. Hit that sub and follow button to know when the next episode is ready for your entertainment pleasures. We will catch you all next week. Remember, be nice to your fellow gamers online. And as always, level up.